Chicago Bears podcast on the Dynasty Podcast Network, featuring interviews with Chicago's premier artists and industry and creatives and culture leaders. Hosted by Haima Black. Welcome to Chicago. Haima Black, Dynasty Podcast. We are live. It is Sunday, April 24th, I think. Yeah, wow, okay. Live from Cards Against Humanity here in Chicago from the podcast studio of Cards Against Humanity. Shout out Cards and shout out the Chicago Podcast Co-op for letting Dynasty Podcasts use their space. My name is Haima Black. I'm the host of Dynasty Podcasts. Behind the boards, running everything, our audio and visual, our eye in the sky, uh, Julia Johannick is keeping everything going. Uh, I'm here tonight with two guests. I'm here with Whitney Middleton. We're going to talk to you first tonight about what she does with uh, a number of artists here in Chicago, and then Keegan Kennedy Green. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Keegan Kennedy Green. Um, so Whitney Middleton, uh, who is, yeah, we need Snapchat all this, absolutely. Um, Whitney Middleton, stylist, uh, makeup artist, extraordinaire to the stars in Chicago. Uh, let's start with you because you work with a number of artists here in Chicago. Let's talk about what you're doing. Uh, like, I guess first let's start out, like, give us a description of what exactly you do, and we'll talk about how you got started and go from there. Sure. So um, I do wardrobe styling here in Chicago, um, and specifically I work a lot with the music um, community here. So um, the artists um, here in Chicago specifically, um, and what I've been doing so far is um, just working with them to sort of establish what kind of look really embraces the sound of their music, embraces the vibe of their music and who they are as people and artists and the message they're trying to convey. So really working with them to portray that via really cool wardrobe and wardrobe with a message. Um, So that's the kind of nuts and bolts of what I do. But of course, there's a lot more to it. But, you know, how much time do we have? I mean, it's a podcast. We, I, we get like I think people will come in tomorrow morning for Cards Against Humanity. So we got time. Know, yeah, All right. I have a lot of hard drive space to record. So yeah, we're gonna make this ten hours. Um, so how did you get started with that? How did that become something you're involved in? Where you're styling artists? Where you're doing makeup? Like. All of these kind of things. Well, I wish that I did makeup, but okay. I don't. Sorry. Um, just the wardrobe side. No, that's okay. Um, a lot of times when people hear the word stylist, mm-hmm. uh, the first question they ask is if I do hair or if I do makeup. Um, and so that's super, super common. And um, there's many different flavors of styling. Mm-hmm. Um, so specifically for me, um, how I got started in it was, I mean, I really have a background with uh, my family of being very creative. And um, my mother was really, really great at, um, she always made costumes for me for Halloween, made clothing for me. Um, Her mother did the same for her. So I kind of come from that creative background. Uh, And I just got my start by basically reaching out to artists that I like, bands that I liked, and offering to help them for free. Um, Just saying, hey, can I come style your show? Can I come, you know, help you pick out what you're going to wear, really help you achieve a more dynamic look on stage? You know, would you trust me enough to do that? And so um, just by kind of building that repertoire and, of course, doing all the other different facets of stylings like photo shoot, um, photo shoots, um, runway, different things like that. Just So just building up my skill set, um, putting in my 10,000 hours, as they say, sure. really, really uh, getting better at what I was doing. And again, just networking a ton, uh, getting the word out there about the services that I can provide and the help that I can give to um, get artists to the next level. So when you're starting to email artists, like, it, you know, was this something people were receptive to? 
Were people like, hey, I don't know how to dress myself. I actually do need your help. Or <laughs> like what was kind of the response when you first started to connect with, with the creative talent? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely something you want to approach with a little bit of caution because you don't want to roll up on someone and be like, hey, you look like shit. Can I uh, help you style your act? See, but if you had emailed me, it was like, hey, do you need some help with styling? I would have been like, God, yes. Like, I've been waiting for someone to help me. I, I teach at Columbia. I have all these fashion students. And I'm always like, I just want to start the class apologizing. Being like, I'm so sorry. Like, I tried my best, guys. Right. This is what you tried get. tried my best and this is it. Um, so go on. No, but I definitely, I mean, that's, the good thing for me is that I definitely find myself aligning with artists who already have, um, you know, an innate sense of style. They're already like cool. They've got like a vibe to them and energy about them. And so it really becomes my job to help like bring what they've been wanting to do to life because a lot of times people just don't have someone who has the expertise or who has the time or the um, interest to kind of get um, in with their music and their groove and help them make those decisions. So, uh, but I really do most of it in person. Um, I love the web and I think it's great and social media is very beneficial to everybody. You got to do it. It's wonderful. Um, love podcasts, <laughs> but I do love meeting people in person. Like that's where I can kind of like read their energy a little bit and understand what they're about and, um, kind of just get to know them. Like you can tell a lot just by the vibes people bring when you're interacting and, and how you sort of play off one another. And that's super important to have that chemistry and connection when you're creating wardrobe for someone, because it's such a personal thing wearing clothing. You well, know, and so. I think that's like, I think real life gets lost now in the mix. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's all email. It's all like, yeah. you know, like setting something up in like Instagram DMs, but like there still is no substitute for being in front of people. That's why right. a million people go to like Coachella and Lollapalooza because yeah. you can sit in your dorm and watch it, but there's nothing like being in front of the arcade fire or whatever it is. That's so right. that face to face. Uh, so some of the artists you've worked with, there are a lot of Chicago based artists, right? Like yes. a lot of hometown talent. Hometown talent, keeping it in Chicago. I really feel committed to the city and I really want to, um, you know, help grow the music scene here and the artists here and keep it in Chicago. Um, I, I just really feel tied to the city. I love this city. And um, I believe in the field of dreams philosophy. If you build it, they will come. And so, uh, you know, it's just about encouraging everybody to stay put and build it here and keep it growing and, you know, watching it develop as it is and, and moving it forward and forward. I mean, that's, that's the dream for me. So I love that though, because so much talent, I mean, I get it so much talent, like whether it's like emerging creative talent from uh, college, like mm-hmm. when they graduate or like even later in life, they go to LA, they go to New York and I get it. Like it makes sense. I understand it. But it's so cool when people stay here and, like you said, build it here Mm -hmm. because that's how you make something happen. I think that there's a lot happening in Chicago now. I won't list it all, but it's like it feels like on a lot of fronts, not just in one concentration, there are things happening. How do you see the fashion kind of culture and community and industry growing in Chicago? Like, is there one? Because I think for a while, like... There was Anna Hovet, and then mm-hmm. that was the end Love of that Anna. sentence. Yeah. Um, so in terms of fashion in Chicago, I mean, it is difficult because we don't do a lot of production here. So it's really hard for our designers in Chicago to get their products made without some degree of difficulty in finding the right partners um, and not many choices in terms of, you know, what they're doing for production. So they often have to go to L.A. and New York anyway. Right. So that I totally understand. Being a designer here, um, just from talking to people, seems quite tough. So, um, you know, that side of fashion is difficult. Uh, The city just cut a whole bunch of funding to fashion, cutting out pretty much everything that the city used to put on, which was really upsetting to hear because it just shows that they don't believe in it. And, 
it's up to us now as the industry to say, we are here, we are strong, we want to do cool things, like we want to keep growing. Uh, but that being said, I've really found that the majority of my work, um, I, you know, of course, as a stylist, I'm pulling from designers and things like that. But I find myself more entwined with the music community here. I feel mm-hmm. like I've found more of like my people in the music. There were a bunch of weirdos and I just needed my merry band of weirdos to make me feel like, yes, this is a good home for you. And so it's kind of fun to approach fashion from within that world and bring fashion to Like you're not trying to do like a bridal shower. You're trying to do like a weird art show. Yeah. yeah. So it's great. It's like bringing the fashion element to the music industry here and kind of combining forces to make art out of it. So... I love it. Uh, let's talk about some of the talent you've worked with because there's a lot of really cool acts. Uh, we'll start with Chance. I mean, that's sure. the big one. Chance the Rapper. You've done some really cool work with Chance. Thank um, you. Bring us into that. What have you done with Chance and how did that happen? Yeah, so I started, um, I worked with them for the first time on a shoot for Status Magazine. Um, Zoe Rain is a really great music photographer. Mm-hmm. Uh, she brought me onto that shoot, which was wonderful. And um, you know, had a great time styling that. And while I was actually going out and pulling the wardrobe for that, I found out he was headlining Pitchfork. So kind of planted the seed in my networking brain, like, you know, keep in contact. If things go well here, that could be a potential time to, you know, do some really cool live performance work. And so that's what I did. I followed up and, um, just offered to help them like, Hey, do you have anybody doing it? Do you need any help? Were you thinking about it at all? Um, and, you know, they were and didn't really have anybody to, to facilitate what they wanted at that point. So it worked out really great. And I mean, I absolutely loved doing it. Keegan was there the show yeah. day, yeah. um, helped me out a ton and was the great calming. It was super fun. <laughs> great calming voice of reason, you know, cause you get so wrapped up in the project. And right. I was also working for Ray-Ban all three days of Pitchfork. So it was crazy. I was so exhausted afterwards, but um, <laughs> so <laughs> the nightmare that was getting into Pitchfork. <laughs> oh yeah, um, there was but a little was a little problem with the list. So you know, I was trying to stay present and be like, "It's fine." You know what? No matter what happens, it's totally fine. I got this. It's cool. I'm I'm cool with it. Whatever. Yeah. But think, Total showbiz moment. Yeah, real. That's show business. <laughs> but Keegan made it. Thank God. Um, so yeah, that was a really great experience. And then, um, uh, most recently just helped out with wardrobe on their show, uh, the Chicago theater for power 92's 15th year anniversary, which was incredible. Uh, that was like, okay. So let's talk about that for a second. And by the way, uh, just to backtrack, you mentioned Zoe rain, who is a mm-hmm. great photographer from Chicago. She's currently out on the road with Macklemore and Ryan Lewis. Mm-hmm. Can't say what yet. I'm literally talking to her in email. We're going to set up something very cool with her this summer with Dynasty Podcasts, and, like, I'm very excited about it. Yeah, she's amazing. She's just a great person, really cool vibe, and obviously so talented. So um, I've been lucky enough to get to know her both as a collaborator and as a friend, too. So it's it's great working with her. I haven't met her, but I'm really looking forward to doing this project that we'll talk about hopefully this summer. Um, The Chance Show at at the Chicago Theater, Power 92, that was, like, next level, though. Like, (laughs) I mean, I don't have to tell you you were there, but for anyone who wasn't, Please tell me I can't was, see anything when I'm working. So. Oh, so, okay. So, like, there was just this incredible stage show. The visuals were just, like, on point. Chance was just, like, beaming. I mean, he was beaming. Um, he had the Bucket Boys out there. He had, yeah, like, uh, BJ the Chicago Kid. The music sounded incredible. He had a gospel choir. I mean, this show was, like, the show to catch. Um, so you were there, and you were helping style that. 
Yeah, so it was a really cool opportunity to get Chance's look ready for stage and then also help facilitate just some of the other decisions in terms of wardrobing, including those choir robes you mentioned. Yeah. So getting those all set and and put on and taken off and put on again and (laughs) collected and gathered and all that stuff. So uh, it's really fun doing live production because you're really in it and, you know, you have your set list and you're waiting for the next song and you know the breaks when you're going to be doing a quick change or you're going to need to have somebody handing out the robes, handing out, you know, for Pitchfork, we were changing the dancer wardrobe. So, you know, it's, you're really on it and it's crazy how 75 to 90 minutes feels like about five minutes or like what just happened? I blacked out. <laughs> but I think people don't think about the fact that like someone has to do these things. Yeah. Like if someone, if the choir shows up there with robes, someone's getting them those robes. And yep. I think when you're in the audience, like when you watch a movie, you don't think like, oh man, somebody really made sure that the sound really worked on them. And you're just like, <laughs> that's amazing. Batman just did yeah. this. So like, that's cool. Like you're the you're the man behind the curtain or the woman behind the curtain, you know? <laughs> um, another artist that you're working with who is really coming up, another Chicago artist, Jamila Woods. Yes. Who, uh, again, I don't have to tell you, but Jamila Woods is doing really cool things. She's uh, affiliated with some really cool people in Chicago. She did a song with Macklemore, bringing it back to Macklemore. Yep. Um, what else? What am I missing? She's been releasing Sunday Candy. Well, Sunday Candy, Sunday Candy is Chance. very notable yeah. for her. Yep. Yeah. But um, her the, single. Her voice is gorgeous on that. Yes. Her single that she just came out with, Black Girl Soldier, is mm-hmm. wonderful. I think it's the only time I've worked on like a video project or anything that has where you're replaying the track over and over and over while you're working on a shoot day that I was never sick of it. I was just more so singing along even harder by the end of the day. So it's like, well, that really says something about, you know, this single be in itself. She's so an incredible amazing. talent. So how did yes. you connect with uh, with Jamila and kind of what work are you doing with her? Um, so I met Jamila at Pitchfork also. Um, so Pitchfork was great. Really a wonderful moment for my career in terms of meeting some awesome people. Um, she was one of the first people I met when I got brought on that project. And, you know, her energy is super infectious and it's just this really calming, positive, pleasant energy. Mm-hmm. And... I just found myself talking to her, connecting with her, and I saw, you know, what she was wearing on stage at Pitchfork, and I recognized it as being from Akira, and I was working with them at the time on some fashion shows, and so it was an easy connection to make just to reach out to her because I found her so inspiring. And, you know, we did one shoot in the fall, and then we did the cover art for Black Girl Soldier, Um, just did her music video a few weeks ago. That and hasn't posted yet, has no, it? No, it hasn't come out yet. I okay. cannot wait to see it. Um, did custom wardrobe for that. I learned... Uh, That's amazing. Oh, <laughs> thank you, Keegan. <laughs> <laughs> I, worked, I learned this um, new beading technique, and she and I really collaborated on what she wanted the wardrobe to mean you know, for the video and, and to have a message. And so those things are where I feel so grateful to be in this position to get to hear straight from an artist like Jamila, um, you know, what she wants and what she's trying to convey. I mean, that's a really important position to be in. And I don't take that lightly because I know that it's special. And so I'm just really grateful to be able to create from that place. Well, and it's just incredible. Like your resume of artists like Chance the Rapper, like Jamila Woods and, and on and on. It's like, it's all really not just, I mean, obviously Chance is a big artist, 
but he's also an artist that's like creating something that means something. Yes. Jamila's creating something that means something. So that's pretty cool that like, yeah. you know. That's the most important thing to me is the music has to have, it has to click, it has to have a message and an importance to it and, you know, a, a richness to it that inspires because that's the only way that I can do my best work and bring the best to the artist is to, you know, be inspired along with them. And so I <clears throat> appreciate the message so much in the music and, and, you know, just the artist story themselves and, and what they are all about. So that's been crucial for finding the right partners. And then some, what are the, some of the other projects you're involved with? I know that you're doing stuff with uh, Underground, um, or you were. Yeah, um, we shot um, a really cool campaign um, for they're doing a new Wednesday night. They're kind of revamping their party mm-hmm. night there called Every Damn Wednesday. And they're really targeting it towards kind of the out-of-town traveler who's wanting to get away from their business meetings for a bit of fantasy. And they mm-hmm. have um, the Zantra Chicago are the beautiful dancers who are there every Wednesday night. So got to work with them on that shoot. And they have the most incredible warehouse of costuming I've ever seen. It was such a pleasure <laughs> to go in and look through and pick those items out and work with their amazing um, makeup artist, Paula. She is, I mean, she painted like Starry Night on a girl, like, you know, full body paint. Like, she's an amazing artist. So it was a great collaboration there. We just got to be really weird and funky and like alien. That's like the dream. Styling. Yeah. It's like, what do you, oh, you want to put them in a kilt? Great. Go ahead. We love it. I was like, no one ever says that. This is amazing. So um, super appreciative to Kevin Hartman as their videographer there. He's awesome. So, and he shot it too. And then, okay, so we've had Keegan Kennedy-Green, who's been hanging out here. Um, You know, we're kind of like dividing this interview up, but also splitting it. So I wanted to kind of touch on some of the things that Whitney has done individually. And then the project that the two of you together have worked on. You guys look like you're about to sing a duet. Um, (laughs) We are. Get ready. Yeah. Uh, The project that you guys have worked on collaboratively together, among others potentially, uh, Celine Neon. Celine Neon is kind of like the great connective tissue here. Um, and Emily and Maggie are like close friends of the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, I consider them close friends of me personally. Like I adore them and they are so cool and so talented. I could go on and on. Big fan of Celine Neon and the people. But like let's talk about what you guys both do with Celine Neon and then we're going to kind of moving move into talking about what Keegan does individually. But let's talk with, about Celine Neon. What do you guys do with them? Bring us into that. Uh, well. <laughs> <laughs> and you have to answer um, at the same time. <laughs> I, Maggie and Emily have been friends of mine for a really long time. Um, and I had helped with some stuff on one of their previous uh, band ventures called The Embraceables. Mm-hmm. And as friendship to sometime, we kind of like drifted apart for a couple years. And then uh, Maggie and Emily formed Celine Neon. And I think for their second video, which was Get You Good, Mm -hmm. Um, Maggie gave me a ring and said, you know, we need some headpieces made. I have a background in theater and a lot of set design and costume construction and one-of-a-kind pieces, things like that. Um, So I met with her and Emily, and I liked that this was a kind of a pure pop aesthetic and Mm -hmm. ended up making some really cool... uh, pieces for uh, the Get You Good video. Uh, look it up on uh, Is YouTube. that the one where they are all blacklight? Yes. It yeah. was all done in blacklight. Um, I made these zany like blacklight uh, masks and these really cool blacklight uh, 
uh, gowns that were used in the video. I love um, that. Yeah, it way. was uh, it was amazing to like get together with two really old friends um, and be in that environment where it was like a really collaborative space. Um, and it was like I said, it was pop, which I love pop. And I feel like Celine Neon is kind of leading the way in Chicago pop because mm-hmm. there's not. There's not a, a lot of acts out there like that. I've, there's a lot of indie, there's a lot of hip-hop, but I feel like that pop niche we are kind of filling with some like other bands here and there. Well, I think people treat pop like it's a dirty word. Yeah. Like and it's, it's this like, terrible it's thing, but it can be really smart. Yeah, it's, it's an art form of its own. Um, I think one of the greatest things that pop does is kind of takes something that's really superficial, but puts meaning to it, mm-hmm. you know, where you might have to, you know, go beyond the glitter and the rhinestones, and there is kind of... <laughs> That's the name of the documentary, Beyond, beyond the Rhinestones. The <laughs> um, so I did uh, that video with Celine Neon, and then shortly after that video, they kind of started ramping up their live performances, and were getting ready to drop their EP. Um, Emily had met Whitney or yes, we met at um, Multi Culti. Multi Culti, yeah. yeah. They're doing a show there, so that was the first time I ever experienced, you know, the music of Celine Dion. I was totally blown away. I was like, these girls are so good. Like, we're at this random art show, and they're just tearing the house down. I was like, I got to meet them. So they give their all, yeah, in their live performances. So I just introduced myself to Emily, and we got to talking about, um, and you know, again, like at the time, I was like, yeah, like talk to me, let's talk about wardrobe. And so she was like, okay, let's all meet. And um, that's how, like, Keegan and I met was basically when we kind of we met were with the both girls. at Multiculti that night. But it didn't but meet. But didn't know no. that we were there. <laughs> and then we, like, they were doing, like, one of their first, their first, I think. Yeah, the Burlington. The Burlington, yeah. Um, and Whitney and I both showed up. <laughs> and we were at like a Sharks and Jets too. Oh no. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then, we were, then we were like, I'm a Virgo. And then you're like, I'm a Virgo. And we're it like, just, did we just become best we're friends? We're best friends. <laughs> it's like this just the stepbrothers moment of like, yeah, what? Yeah, exactly. it, it totally was. I just watched that movie for the first time the other night. <laughs> so good. So good. Um, but yeah, um, we did the Burlington. Yeah. And then we made some really dope um, fringe bodysuits for yeah. their first EP release mm-hmm. at Subterranean. Yes. Um, that which was, was so fun. A ton I of mean, fun. Oh my gosh. Making those bodysuits was just great. Like, yeah. we, from start to finish, it was an adventure and, you know, we went through and got all the materials together and spent countless, countless hours together constructing and laughing and, you know, getting really sleep deprived, but we (laughs) churned out two great pieces and seeing them come to life was such a wonderful moment. I mean, that's why we do what we do. I mean, I don't want to speak for you, but that's why I do it. And, you know, there's nothing more satisfying than seeing a piece that you've had a hand in creating just go on to that artist and become this whole other thing. And it was a very memorable night. Like, I mean, I go to a lot of shows and I remember that night. I remember those those suits. And I took like a couple Instagrams. Like I can see very clearly in my head the outfits you're talking about. And it's very rare when you can say like, do you remember what the performer was wearing at that show a year and a half ago? Like nobody's ever like, of course I do. You know, but like that was a distinctive look. And I'm not just saying that. I really like, I can totally uh, picture that. That's the goal as a wardrobe is to have people remember like yeah. 
you want people to be like, oh, yeah, at Pitchfork, you know, Chance is wearing that superhero space-looking deal. And it's mm-hmm. like, yes, you want people to have that strong visual connection, you know, the fringe bodysuits, like, with the music. It makes it that much more powerful. So you guys worked with Celine Dion, and then Keegan, I know you're also, and I don't know, uh, Whitney, if you're involved in this as well, Keegan, you're also working uh, with Maggie Kubley from Celine Dion on her solo project, right? Yeah. Um, sure, like, after the the EP release, Whitney obviously got Chance and... <laughs> No, it does not. She stopped no, answering it does calls. Not. No, it does not. <laughs> I, that was when I went freelance, so my schedule yes, just that totally was when you went freelance. <laughs> um, so after that, I have been like the stylist for Celine Neon. and so pretty much every live performance music video that you've seen since Get You Good, mm-hmm. um, I've done the styling on. Um, you know, live performances, uh, you know, are huge to us. Uh, we really try and, or I really try, or, well, we all really try to, <laughs> as difficult as it is sometimes to uh, produce a new look every time. Um, I am a big proponent of trying to make, you know, smaller club gigs in Chicago feel like an arena show Mm -hmm. Um, because I am like you like I you know every artist that I've seen like the art and the fashion and the visuals it's so impactful and I you know that's another reason why I love pop because you can really merge so many different art forms to create a cohesive awesome stage picture and stage presence that stuff makes a difference um i don't really know if you guys are familiar with the group pussifer it's a kind of uh i project. saw them at uh coachella a couple years ago okay so yeah. pussifer the not side project but like side project of tool it's maynard from the band tool yeah. mm-hmm. and it's just the weirdest art rock i've seen them a number of times i've been going to tool shows for like a billion years but like mm-hmm. uh what they do and tool has crazy theatrics too but like what pussifer does is they have like a whole like luchadore like wrestling mm-hmm. match storyline in their shows. They bring out like an actual, um, what's it called? Like, what are you wrestling? Like a, a ring. Yeah. <laughs> a wrestling ring. Like they bring out like a ring on stage. They have like, it's a whole thing. And like, I could go to like a crazy tool show and I can go to a Katy Perry show. And there's very little connective thread between a tool and Katy Perry show other than like the Jimmy the Buffett vis- of pop. Yeah. <laughs> but like the visuals and the, the costumes and the like theatrics are like so key. And that stuff makes such, a difference. It's like, it's a cool to... Show. It's a full-scale show. It's yeah. Like, you know, it's back to your days in high school and the musicals and the right. sets and the costuming and all of that stuff that tells a story. And there's there's not enough of it. And, you know, you don't have to go... It's great to go wild and get, you know, as artful as you want. But like, if you're not comfortable in that arena, you can still do things with your wardrobe that are high impact that aren't so outside your comfort zone. I mean, anything that you can do, any thought that you give to what you're wearing is doing better than you did yesterday if you never <laughs> really, you know, thought it was integral to your performance. So yeah, you no, can make absolutely. small changes, make a huge difference. Even just getting the right color palette nailed down is very important. <laughs> and I think it's worth noting, too, that there was also, you know, among all these Celine Dion projects, there was the performance at my house. 
Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. yeah we were talking about that earlier. Uh, mm-hmm. That at mm-hmm. your apartment. So yep. this was like last summer. I just moved into this place in Pilsen. It has like great lighting in there, and it's very Beautiful white. Light. And um, right when I moved in, Maggie, I think I kind of more set it up with Maggie, but like Maggie was like, hey, like <laughs> I'd been there like a week. And she's like, is it cool if we like record like an acoustic video at your place? And I was like, on the one for like one part of me is like, I just moved in. Let's see if I can get a noise complaint like three days in. And the other part of me is like, of course. Like, yeah. even if I get a noise complaint, like, absolutely. So we had this, like, little, like, afternoon Sunday party at my place in Pilsen when I first moved in. You guys were involved, like, styling, you know, them and, like, helping make the whole thing happen. And it was, like, it was a party. Yeah, it, it was, was fun. fun. Yeah. Shout so. out to Mamie Ruth for providing the clothing. Yes. Mm-hmm. It looked great. Mamie Ruth. Mamie Ruth. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, so, okay. So, Keegan, let's kind of talk about your background now. Like, how did you get into all this? And, like, where did this start for you? Um, I had done... Uh, I'm originally from Charleston, South Carolina. And uh, when I was in middle school and high school, I had, like, a internship kind of with uh, a local theater down there. It was like the first theater in America. George Washington was there. Damn. You know, yeah. No big deal. So haunted. Just the first theater ever. And NBD <laughs> on that. Um, so, you know, during like middle school and high school, I learned, you know, set design, costume construction. It was kind of like you did everything um, for this theater. Um, did other productions, you know, back home during high school, uh, graduated high school, came up here to Columbia College, uh, studied theater, uh, was originally um, an acting major, but had always done um, production um, and design. You know, that was kind of like my side thing, which in retrospect, I was probably better at. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Because I haven't won an Oscar yet. Um, Yet. 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 so, and then kind of took a long hiatus. I think, you know, every artist has that, like, is, like, the struggle really worth it? And, you know, I definitely had that, like, phase where, you know, I was doing the 9 to 5 thing and, you know, blah, 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 blah. Um, and then, you know, like I said, kind of serendipitously, um, Maggie and Emily came calling, and it's just kind of, you know... Celine Neon has led to great experiences with Whitney. Um, I've done, <laughs> um, I've done a lot of one-off pieces for you know other artists, and uh, you know it's allowed me to dabble in video and you know costume construction and set design, and you know so I like to do a lot of different things within that uh, bubble. Um, and then out of that, Maggie Kubli, who is uh, one half of Celine Dion, um, she is embarking on a uh, little solo side project. Um, we just shot a video for that, um, which will be dropping, or she will be dropping uh, relatively soon. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, I just did uh, the cover art for that and then some other little uh, art pieces that are going to be released in conjunction with her EP, but it's cool because her EP, everything has been done in black and white so far, which mm-hmm. is the complete opposite of 
Celine Neon Celine, Celine has the, has the like name. Technicolor, Celine, rainbow yeah. bright, like, yeah. I it can't is. say Celine Dion anymore. But no. I cannot. <laughs> I only say Dion now. Yeah, we opened for um, <laughs> uh, Don uh, Richard on Friday at Reggie's. And when I got to the venue, I was like, I'm with Celine Neon. And the guy was like, Celine Dion's here? I always, like you forget uh, about that yeah. there's like a real yeah. person named Celine person. Dion. Very, like, yeah, no. very person from Canada out there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Greatest singer in the world. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. That so, yeah. No. yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So you've been, and, and I love how like Maggie and Emily from Celine Dion are kind of like the unsung heroes of these, of this podcast tonight. Like they're not here, but like everything kind of was like, stemmed from them. So you're working with Maggie, you're working with Celine Dion. Um, did you always think you were going to do like the music thing or, you know, like what brought you into working in the music side of this? Uh, I think like Whitney said, it really allows you to fuse like a lot of different elements. And, um, you know, my, you know, biggest influence in life have been David Bowie and Blondie and, you know, Lady Gaga because it's been my, you know, three favorite things, which is mm-hmm. art, fashion, and well, music. I mean, they all have such an, like, enormously strong aesthetic. Right. It's not just, like, you know, a guy with a guitar. Like, there's nothing small about what any right. of those artists do. And, you know, at the end of the day, like, when I go out to see a show I want to see a show I don't I don't particularly want to see uh someone in uh, a black Canadian tuxedo and a guitar (laughs) I would prefer to have a costume element I would prefer to have you know uh some kind of visual element that corresponds with the music and that has always been you know, really uplifting to me personally when all that jives. So that has always been, you know, the aesthetic that I've gone for, as superficial as that. No, absolutely. Like it's the whole production. Yeah. I mean, it's it's so important to have all that stuff too, and it it doesn't necessarily define the artist, but it's a whole separate genre of people who are as passionate about the music they're making as they are about what people are intaking when they're watching the show. And no. those are, you know, the types of artists that both of us have felt very right. gravitational towards. Especially toward. nowadays where, you know, branding, you know, you have to have a brand, you have mm-hmm. to... So it's so important. So, you know, like I said, with Celine Neon, every show is, you know, basically a new look because it's important for us to keep our audience, not only what are they going to sing next, but what are they going to wear next? Yeah. What's, what's what their are next? What are people going to see? Right. Yeah. What, what, you know, what are we going to see next out of that live show? And um, I, you know, it's a great, you know, one of the reasons why I love working with them is because it is such a collaborative effort. You know, everything is really planned. Everything yes. really has a you know, meaning behind it, you know, uh, you know. They are as hands-on as it gets. Not long after we did the Celine Neon video shoot at my apartment last summer, um, maybe a couple weeks later we did a, um, like a, like a merch shoot 
with a couple of like. Oh yeah, I did that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, and Maggie and I are like, you know, like we're buddies and we text and stuff like that. But the second it was like, okay, we're gonna have some girls and and, and like I think a couple guys like modeled the merch. It was like all business. Yeah, you know, like they are so precise and like they really know what they're going for, which is amazing. You know, like there's yeah. no like gray area. There's no uncertainty. Like they're all business. So I love that about them. Like their work is so cool, but they take it so, so seriously. And they really have, like you guys are saying, a vision for what they're doing, which also you guys tie into. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. You want to have those like quick moments of recollection for people when they're like, who's that, that Chicago rapper? He's young. He's coming up on the scene. What, you know, he was in with Kanye. What's, Oh, mm-hmm. the guy in the socks hat, you know, right. like chance has made that his trademark and it's like part of his head and people recognize it. And you know, that's him branding himself through wardrobe. I mean, it's so smart. Like I yeah. grew up in the nineties and right when I kind of like really started listening to music, uh, Smashing Pumpkins, Melancholy, and the Infinite Sadness came out, and Billy Corgan wore that Zero shirt for two years. Yeah. yeah. And that was, I mean, no alternative kid, like every alternative kid in America had it. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like <laughs> Catholic school, thinking I was such a just little <laughs> fucking badass. And you were, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. So that kind of branding thing is and really And then I important. wore my Spice Girl shirt the next day. <laughs> <laughs> Lost some street cred. <laughs> But that branding is so important because people remember that, whether it's like Kiss, Lady Gaga, Bowie, or, you know, now Chance, you're right, with those socks hats, like, which I'm so upset that those sold out. I wanted to get one of those so badly. I might have copped one. I might have copped one. Yeah. (laughs) So, but that branding is so important. Um, You know, kind of like looking at what you guys are doing, which is really, really cool. What's coming up for either or both of you guys? What's next? Uh, For me... um like I mentioned, um, we've got Maggie Kubli's um, solo project dropping. Um, Selenion is uh, developing another video right now, so look forward to that. Um, and then we've got uh, a live performance coming up at the end of May, May 27th. I'm not sure where it is offhand. For Selenion. For Selenion. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... Um, they keep busy, man. Yeah, like they, they are keep, like I keep great. saying like oh I, I you know just do Celine on but like it's uh, keeps me busy. Yeah. I mean they are doing work and I am doing work because of that. So uh, um, I'm not complaining. Just a side note with Celine on. I want to get your guys' professional opinions since you guys are close to them. Do you agree that Boy I'll Be might be like the best song that they have ever written? I just think that is the catchiest most like I mean that song is insanely hooky in my uh, opinion I love it I do love that song my, that it's not my favorite song on that EP um, I love the song Drugs um, <laughs> but uh, I mean every Full quote I love drugs, I love drugs. <laughs> you heard it here first folks <laughs> That's All the of, sound bite, the takeaway. Right. Yeah. Go to <laughs> I, I love drugs. It's 50 minutes and then it's just, no, I love I drugs. Mean, <laughs> but like the thing, the thing about the writing of Celine Dion, Maggie Kubli can write a hook. Yes. Like there, I, there's not a bad song on that EP on their previous EP. They're all amazing songs. So it's hard to, Kitty. Kitty's great. Kitty is oh great. God. Yeah. It really gets in my head. Like, uh-huh. I'll hear it. Like, it just 
It really pops in there and just it burrows in there when yeah. you get that in your head. And then I'm like, I mean, I'm not even going to try and sing it right now because no one wants <laughs> to hear that. that but you know, I think about that song just really, that's my favorite. Yeah. yeah. And, um, that song, we've got an incredible video to that song, yeah, too. So and it's again, so, oh, you know, meshing the Killed visuals. It with the wardrobe, my friend. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, Whitney, what's coming up for you? What's on deck for you now that we're about to hit, you know, summer, festival season, yes. all these things? Yeah, I'm really excited for the summer. Um, I have, you know, a lot of things. My <clears> wheels <throat> are spinning, and I'm, you know, planning out my summer. I really have a lot of goals to get more involved with the festival circuit this year. Mm-hmm, um, yeah, I mean, I had such a blast with Pitchfork last year, um, seeing it kind of from that perspective, getting to work on a, a piece of that production was really, really cool. So um, hopefully connecting with more opportunities like that, um, you know, expanding my, I'm always trying to learn and grow my skill set because, you know, as great as everything has been and has you know, wonderful as it has been, and I'm so thankful for everything, I know that I have to grow a lot more. So it's really important for me to keep pushing, um, working on my aesthetic, building more of my skills in terms of creating things, and just learning how to be a better stylist and more efficient stylist. And um, I mean, I want to always be able to say, yes, I can do that for you, no matter what the client asks. And so um, that's really important to me to spend a lot of time working, but making sure that what I'm doing is grow- is growth opportunity as well. And, you know, taking that time away from jobs to sit at home on a Friday night and <laughs> work on a beadwork project like a 90-year-old lady. But I love it. Every second of it. <laughs> yeah, we're not that cool, okay? Like, we're at home, like, sewing. Like, yeah. <laughs> Our backs hurt. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> I no. Shit blew out my back making <laughs> costumes for, for wardrobe so hard. Wardrobe so hard that one. Um, and then final question for you guys, and this has been amazing. I love this. Like, I really feel like we could do some kind of like style wardrobe kind of like uh, workshop or, or panel down the line, like create yeah. an extension of this. Panel it. Let's in do a it. Live forum. Panelists. Um. But this has been great. So if anybody has been listening to this, um, if anyone, if heard anyone, anyone is anybody out is there? Any, hello? 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 People are going to hear their, hello. their computer. Sorry, I think it's Zoolander. Hello? Hello? Um, <laughs> um, where was I going? Oh, yeah. So, you know, anybody who's hearing this, anybody who's, like, seen your guys work with, you know, with Chance, with Celine Neon, with Maggie, with Jamila Woods, like, Someone wants to work with you. Are you guys looking for new talent? And how could any artist or anyone looking to get involved, how can they get in contact with you? I love collaborating. Um, I do. Uh, it's uh, If any artist wants to hook up or link up, um, you can find me on Instagram. It's uh, green, with an E at the end, underscore house, H-A-U-S. Um, I also have a website, uh, green-house.com. Um I'm always on Instagram, so yeah. if you are in the Chicagoland area or not, hit me on the DM, as the kids are saying. It's going down in the DM. Going down in the, the DM. DM. <laughs> um, yeah. So, and like I said, I'm willing to, you know, see all. Hear all. Hear all. Yeah. And make some decisions based on that hear all and see all. Oh, yeah. And then Maggie, or Maggie, uh, Whitney, <laughs> what about you? 
Um, so yeah, I'm always looking for great people to collaborate with. Like Keegan said, it's, you know, it's the best part is, um, working with other artists to create something really cool. So, um, I'm always down. If you want to get in touch with me, please do like everyone always says, get in touch. And then no one does, but like, we're not that scary. We're pretty nice. So just, you know, reach out. Um, you can hit me on my website. It's just WhitneyMiddleton.com or on Instagram, um, and that DM is also okay, you know, mm-hmm. whatever you feel. Uh, it's Whitney underscore Middleton on Instagram. But yeah, please reach out if you've got cool jams and a cool vibe. We want to work with you. You know, we want to build artists up here into icons. And that's what wardrobe does for your act. You know, think about Michael Jackson. What do you think of? You know, the mm-hmm. glove, the white socks, all of that. I mean, you need that stuff, people. You need it. Yeah. Like, don't spend money on like, new like microphones and instruments spend your money <laughs> on good looks because that'll take you far I yeah mean, i have a hard time not encouraging the buying of instruments but i definitely feel like you should tailor your budget and look at where you can save some money and you know just pool a little bit of resources towards your wardrobe and a little goes a long way like we said, you don't have to, you know, be expecting to be Lady Gaga on your first crack. You well. just, well, <laughs> it's a nice goal, but, <laughs> you know, if you've got 50 bucks, you can stretch that to be really impactful. So don't give up based on any sort of budget limitations because you can do it. I love it. This was amazing. Uh, there's so much we got to cover. This is really, really cool. And I like that we really got to, I think, find out a lot about, you know, the side of this that I think just people don't consciously think of when they're watching a show. They're not thinking, you know, like when Chance is on stage with that hat, you go, that's dope. That hat's really cool. But you're not thinking like, where'd he get the hat? Who got them the robes? Like, where did... Well, I can't this- take any credit for that hat. Let the record show that hat is all 100% Chance. But just I just think it's general. really a cool yeah. look. Just That's just a side note. <laughs> sure. But, you know, when you're watching a show or, you know, at a Celine Neon show or something like that, like, you're impressed or amazed by the visual, but you don't consciously yeah. stop to think like, who did this? Like, where did this come from? So I really, I'm really glad magic. that we got to like, yeah, it's just magic. Snap your fingers. That's where it comes from. Kiss, just wake up in full makeup. <laughs> yeah, you know? that's like, how it goes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love that we got to really like kind of peel this back, find out how this process works and kind of find out, you know, what drives both of you and how you got into this and what you do. So this is great. Thank you so much for taking the time. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having us. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. Sweet. You've been listening to a production of Dynasty Podcast. Find more Dynasty Podcasts at DynastyPodcast.com. For the Dynamic Dynasty, Dynasty Descend.